Hello. Welcome to another episode of the Super View Show's Career Retrospectives right here on the Super View Show. I am joined by my two good friends, Kyle and Mike. What's going on, guys? Hey, not much. Yo, what's going on, man? What's going on? For all you listeners out there, the Home Depot has the best beat song ever. Lowe's can suck it. That's an inside joke. <laughs> it's no, more but... factual than a joke, if we're going to be honest. Yeah, it's damn right. Damn right. <laughs> um, Lowe's, anyway. Lowe's, we don't even want your sponsorship. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, no, but as the title of this episode suggests, we're talking about beard fishes plus four, six, two, six comfort zone. This is a we spun the wheel and Mike picked this one out and it landed on Mike's pick for once. It's all good. So, yeah, but um, before we start, Mike, I, I want you, I could not find this online because this album apparently does not have a Wikipedia page or anything. What What's with those numbers, Mike? I couldn't. Uh, figure actually, yeah, I, I was actually discussing this with JT. This is com- I have no freaking clue. The only my only random thought was like, um, it kind of reminds me of like Dungeons and Dragons, like when you have like a plus something in uh, okay. Dungeons and Dragons. I can't say that for sure. Don't quote me and whoever's listening. Uh, if we have any, yeah, like fans of Beardfish, which is the one of the most obscure uh, Swedish progressive rock bands that you'll ever run into that nobody's heard of, which is why I love that we're doing this because we're bringing some kind of exposure to a band who has no exposure. Um, yeah, let us know in the comments if you're a fan of the band and stumble upon this, uh, you know, but I uh, highly doubt that. But hey, I, I, you know, stranger things have happened. So stranger things it. have happened. Yep. Yeah. Um, so it's going to work. Four seasons of it. <laughs> that, you're, you're right. And I heard the fifth one's coming soon. It's my understanding. I could be wrong about that. Yes. Anyways, we're not talking. About, we're, done, we're not here to talk about mixed bag topics. We're here to talk about career retrospective topics. Damn it. Uh, so <laughs> as as the title said, we're talking about Beardfish, a Beardfish album, and basically, I'm gonna as Mike said, there's no Wikipedia page. We can't really pull anything up for you, but the way it's gonna work is that I'm going to go first, which is always a risky thing nowadays about me going first compared to the rest of the gang here. Uh, but that's okay. It's all cool. <laughs> if anyone gets that joke, good for you. <laughs> um, but no, we're we're gonna be discussing this album. That came out in 2015. Um, and I'm going to go first. I'm going to go my initial impressions, reactions, track listing, then go into uh, on my overall rating for the, re- the record. Uh, and then we'll go to Kyle. Then we'll go to Mike. Then we'll wrap it up from there. But yeah, so that's our new way we're going about things here. Um, as someone who's not the biggest fan of progressive metal or progressive rock, um, I, I did a little research ahead of time too. Um, I looked up the, I, I was when I was listening to it, I'm like, all right, this sounds a lot like yes, the band yes, and their style a little bit. Um, obviously, yes is not, I, I don't think they're no Swedish or Norwegian, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think they are, but I got that vibe. I got the, okay, we're going into like some long solos, some longer songs, <clears throat> and I was okay with that. Again, I've said this before, I said again, I'm not against long songs, I'm not against. Short songs, music is music. You can interpret it a thousand different ways. Um, and I was, I have to say, I was thoroughly entertained by this record with a couple of like, okay, this is, this could have been a little bit shorter. This could have been a little bit longer. The different segments that they had over the course of the album was very, 
uh, unique, I guess, you, for, for, for my taste personally. Um, I'm just going to read off the track. List for a I don't have it pulled up for anyone who's watching us live because we do the show live on YouTube. But the track listing goes as follows. It goes, the one inside part one, noise in the background at, wait for it, one minute and 46 seconds. We're going to be specific here tonight. Uh, hold on at number two, where seven minutes and 47 seconds long second song in comfort zone nine minutes and 33 seconds <clears throat> i'm a little sick forgive me can you see me now three minutes and 43 seconds king five minutes and 43 seconds long the one inside part two my companion through life four minutes and four seconds daughter slash whore uh five minutes and 22 seconds and then, as I said, I don't have I have nothing against long songs and I'll get to my stuff in a second, my, my reaction and stuff in a second. But if we must be a part, a long a love story continued at 15 minutes and 34 seconds. <clears throat> a like long story. Was that a Freudian slip there? Or, uh, what's that? A long story. You said first, was that a Freudian slip there? Or what's going on? That, that was a complete accident. On my uh, OK, yeah, sure. Accident. Gotcha. All right. I'll check you down. It accident. was Mike. Don't, don't, don't you. Yeah, don't you dare doubt my opinion. <laughs> um, um, Ode to the Rock and Roller at seven minutes and nineteen seconds, and the one inside part three relief. Um, I'd say seventeen minutes and nineteen no, seconds. No, no, uh, seven minutes and nineteen oh, seconds for Ode to the Rock and Roller, and the one before it was fifteen minutes and thirty four seconds, and the, the final song. You said fifteen minutes again. Bill, I mean not, not Bill, Mike. Sorry, I'm having a. I damn it, Mike! You're throwing me off, man. Please call me Bill. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is not tag. I'm sorry. JT's uh, game today. <laughs> Jeez, I'm saying... doing so well. Five okay. minutes, you said. Five minutes. I got you. Okay. 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 Oh. Anyways, um, there's ten songs on the album, and it's an hour and five minutes long. It's a long record, so. My thing going, my feelings going into it are if you're a fan of progressive rock, if you're a fan of longer songs, you will probably enjoy this. For me personally, I was not the biggest fan of a lot of it. And that's okay. I mean, you can't, you can't love everything, but I, I, I but, but there are some standout tracks here that I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, like the first. The, when we got down to King, I really enjoyed the track King quite a bit. Um, I enjoyed actually um, listening to Daughter Slash Whore quite a bit. And I enjoyed Ode to the Rock and Roller as, as my, my other standout track. I really enjoyed those tracks in particular for whatever reason. I mean, maybe because they were the more condensed or more straightforward thought tracks on the record. Um, maybe was that. I don't know. Those three really stood out to me. King, uh, Daughter Slash Whore, and uh, Ode to the Rock and Roll. For whatever reason, those tracks stood out to me. Uh, my, I, I don't normally do this, but my least favorite track might actually be the long one here with 15 minutes and 34 seconds of If We Must Be Apart, A Love Story Continued. Um, it's not a bad track, but I'm just not, maybe because I'm not used to listening to that type of music where it's like it's 15 minutes long. Or it's like it's over ten minutes. I, I'm not. I'm not. Like I said, I'm not against long songs. It depends on how it goes. But for me, I'm listening to it again and again. And I'm like, 
this is a very long song and it's hard to get through on multiple after multiple listens for me personally that now that was just me i mean everyone's different i'm sure mike is gonna say something different i'm sure Kyle's gonna say something different but um that was just where i was with that song it was a very long track i liked it it was just very long and it, it didn't go too many places where i thought it would go i mean it, 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 progressive rock i mean it, it progresses it, it has progressions in it um for the most part but that was a very long track. Forgive me. I'm also a little sick. I lost my voice yesterday. So forgive me. But yeah, <clears throat> overall, I liked what I heard. Not not a bad album by any stretch of the imagination. Not a bad record whatsoever. Um, I just, to me, it was a little bit out of my comfort zone. I guess you could say it was a little bit out of my like, hey, you know. <laughs> I uh-huh. see what you did there. I, I didn't even realize. Can I be honest? I didn't even realize I did that. <laughs> I did that was, not even realize. That's that actually pretty good. I, that to give it to you. Yeah, because I'll be honest with you, and I've got to be honest with you. Um, there's something yeah. that I feel like uh, there's very few music on this earth right now that is original. Uh, yes. because everybody's done music, and and I find that finding a band close to that is very difficult and this is one of those uh few bands that are, obviously they've used some sounds and some stuff that other bands have um already kind of become the masters at but somewhere in mixing all of it together and doing it so that it like really just feels like it um you know all fits and and returns to the themes and and just jumps all over the place sometimes and kind of catches you off guard brings you out of your comfort zone i think you nailed it on the head and you did it by accident but well done sir well done I did, and I, I truthfully did. I, I didn't even realize that what I was saying there for half a second. I was like, oh, wait, comfort's on this name, the album. Um, <laughs> um, I really, but you're, you're right, though. It, this is, it, it's not, this is not for everyone. When, when I go to my uncle who, you know, listened to, who went, lived through the 80s and 90s, whatever, he's like, oh, hey, check this out. When he listened, he'd be like, what was that? He might actually have that. I don't know what, what his reaction would be to this. I don't know what my own father or mother would react to this. You know what I mean? But I think it is important to, again, pun intended, get out of your comfort zone a little bit and try new things. I do enjoy the fact that Mike picked this because it definitely opened me up to like, okay, I haven't really listened to progressive rock or hard hitting progressive rock slash progressive metal, but let me Mm. give it a shot. And sure enough, I, I, I was thoroughly enjoyed by what I heard. Could things have been a little bit better? Sure. Could things have been a little bit like, you know, shorter at times for that one song? Yes, in my opinion. But at the same time, it's all... It's all subjective, and I, 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 I did enjoy what I heard quite a bit, though. I will say that I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed it. When I go back to it, in like four or five years, maybe, maybe not. I don't know, but I do. En- I did enjoy what I heard, and that's kind of where I'm sitting at right now. Um, I am gonna. Ra- <clears throat> I'm losing my voice. Um, I'm gonna rate this record though at a solid uh, five out of ten, um, only because it, I'm directly down the middle. There was things I really enjoyed, and there's things. Good that job, I- Mike. Good job. I, did it. I, did it. I nailed, I nailed oh, it, bro. Nailed it to the exact score. Dude, Good job, Mike. That is it. nuts, bro. Wow. I, wow. I this is a shock because before we went live and did our show tonight, Mike um and Mike told Kyle what I thought he thought my score would be, and he told me what he thought Kyle's score would be. So let's see what happens when Kyle That's comes crazy. up in a second. Come on, but, Kyle. Don't disappoint my friend. Uh yeah, I'm, so bring I this, mean, there's, bring this puppy home. I'm wrapping it up. I'm wrapping it up. But this is a very interesting <laughs> record. Um, and I, 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 it was straight down the middle for me. It was not too, it wasn't anything super special, but it wasn't anything super bad. And I, I enjoyed it for what it's worth. Like I said, when I go back to it in like four or five years, maybe not. But at the same time, 
Or maybe it would. I don't, it depends on what, what mood I'm in for. I'm definitely not going to like remove it from my library on Spotify and be like, I don't want to listen to this anymore. I, I'm, I'll probably keep it for a while. So good job, Mike. Five out of 10. Thanks for guessing my rating. Damn you. Mm. And uh, <laughs> just to add to your kind of, uh, would you return to it? I well, Something that I, I've learned as a, mu- a musical fan, and it's something that I struggled with, is sometimes I would listen. Okay, I would listen to Working for the Weekend. Okay, Working for the Weekend is a very fun lover boy track. It has a lot of energy. It's fun, easy to remember, easy choruses, easy drum beats, easy, easy, easy. You digest it very easily. This is not an album that's digestible to the average music fan very yeah. easily. And also, it like you said, it's a mood album. It sometimes you're not in the mood, sometimes you are. But when you are in the mood or and you are in the right place for the album to work, um, the thing that I had to learn the hardest was that not all music has to be the same mood and the same kind of digestibility, you know, or um, kind of, uh, um, you know, and like knowing when to listen to an album, when not to um, really to change your um, perspective on it. Whereas if you're in the mood to hear fun party music and you're trying to listen to uh, a 10 minute uh, progressive song, you're really gonna struggle to get into it. So like if you're in a mood like that, you can return to the album and try it again. You know, when you're in that kind of like you're driving and you're going on long drives and you need some kind of like psychedelic um, style music, or when you're in like a fun mood, you stay away from that. So like knowing your mood and like identifying that within yourself, really, I feel like um, definitely is the time you return to it again versus like forcing yourself to like, like this, you know, you sometimes the mood doesn't uh, accommodate the, the music that presents itself so yeah i just wanted to say that yeah it's all good uh but yeah uh, just for the record my rating is a five out of ten nothing super special nothing super bad kind of right down the middle mike got that right uh kyle talk to kyle. us there you go man don't, don't all right me. well so this is <laughs> one that, oddly enough um i know this album cover like i remember when this came out i don't know mike i don't know if you had shown me mm. something I, I was definitely seen the album cover before but never went and listened to the record mm. but as we all know uh, if you've watched us for any length of time i'm not the biggest prog fan <laughs> at all uh i find a lot of it to be overindulgent and pretentious mm. this record absolutely delivered on that it <laughs> suffers the same fate that i think a lot of prog music does in that it has some good ideas that just get overly smothered by overindulgence uh, and not playing to the song. That's one of my biggest issues with Prague, and I think this record really suffers from it, where there's some good ideas, but then they go on this progressive tangent in the middle of the track, which, if yeah, I get it. If you're a fan of like progressive rock, you'll, you'll enjoy that. But it detracts from the main song and songwriting, in my opinion, takes me out of it so i mean the one inside noise in the background it's exactly what it is just a little nice intro where this album threw me through a loop though was i actually enjoyed the first song which i didn't expect uh hold on (laughs) is the only song from the album that i added to you know any kind of playlist the only one i would go back to out of anything so i'll just start with that and it's only a seven out of ten but the beginning of this one reminds me heavily very heavily of roundabout by yes Mm. very (laughs) similar uh i love the bass on this track that's one thing throughout the record that's worth that's uh worth noting 
that was my highlight of this record was I don't know who the bass player is, but he kicks ass on this thing. The <laughs> tone of the bass, the playing, it's great. Uh, vocals on this one remind me of the band Ghost a lot, actually, which I know Beardfish is around first. It's just the first thing that came to my head. Uh, what I liked about this track is it didn't feel as long as it was. Like when I was listening to it, at no point was I bored. At no point did I feel like it was going overly long. It's really the only song on the album that had a memorable like vocal melody or vocal hook for me. The lyric uh, lyric structure and vocal structure is something that I thought really detracted from a lot of the tracks here where I felt like, and this is a major issue I took out of this as well, was a lot of the vocals, the words just feel so crammed in, like crammed together. The, uh, the vocal rhythm isn't there for a lot of it for me. So that took away from it. Uh, what I like about the song, though, at the end, is it has a really raw feeling to it. It's not very overly polished and overly produced, which I enjoy. And I really like this one. It's the only track that I noticed this on, but it had a bit of a southern rock element at the end, which I took away from. I like that quite a bit. Do I think some things could have been cut? Sure. But as you know, as far as my enjoyment of like a prog rock song goes, it's not bad. Uh, then we went to Comfort Zone. It, it's just a five for me. The verses kind of had like a medieval feel to it. And you know, you guys know how I feel about that. <laughs> didn't it didn't work for me. Vocals aren't. This is where I started to notice the vocal issues with like the lyrical pacing and lyric kind of like lyrical word salad all together. Uh, it does pick up about halfway through, which kind of saves it from being a lower score. Uh, we, so we have kind of a string of like kind of mid songs here. Like, can you uh, can you see me now? This one, I'm predicting, Mike. I, I could be very wrong here. <laughs> predicting you like this one quite a bit. This one reminded me of ELO a lot. Hmm. Had a lot of um, ELO vibes to it for me. Huge 70s sound on this song, which again, prevalent throughout the whole record. Uh, that's where I kind of differ from Mike on this point that he made about it feeling like a original uh, artist. I feel like they wear their influences, specifically the 70s influences on their sleeves so much on this album that it takes away from it. They do mix in there with, you know, other sounds and stuff, which I think does work in certain areas and certain tracks. This song being uh, just kind of a straightforward 70s rock sounding song wasn't bad uh kind of not my thing towards the end it kind of goes into this grungier sound it kind of reminded me more like alice and chains type vibe it's a six i wouldn't really go back to it but it's not a bad track then we get to king jt i i differ from you on this one <laughs> uh this is a four i loved the beginning had this great like raw dirty guitar riff to it and the guitar tone was awesome and i wish it happened more though it kind of goes off on its own way after that uh by the time you get to the interesting part at the end, I'm already bored of the track. Then you get to another track that I think is good. Could have been better. It's a 6 out of 10, the one inside part 2. Uh, vocally, I thought this is one of the stronger tracks. It's calming, lyrically calming track. Uh, suffers from those vocal phrasing issues again, though, that I was talking about. Then we get to Daughter slash Whore, which mm. it's a 5 out of 10. It's not terrible. It's not really for me. I kind of like that a lot of like this is what I'm talking about where they wear their influences on their on their sleeves a little too much. I feel is I heard this and immediately I thought 
this could be an early Megadeth song, especially that beginning part of it, uh, which is nice to hear. You know, I enjoyed hearing like a little change up, some more like thrash influence on that. Um, not the biggest fan of the lyrics on it. I think it's a little kind of cringy at parts, a little odd. Uh, goes on for too long and uh, goes off for too far in like that prog direction for too long. Could have been better. And now we get to Mike. I need your shirt for this one. <laughs> if we must be apart, a love story continued. This is a one out of 10 for me, Mike. Oh, wow. This was absolutely brutal to get through. <laughs> it, I am sure Mike seemed like this is my favorite on the album. But <laughs> this one bored me beyond belief. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also don't like the incorporation of like the organ in there. I'm, I've mm-hmm. never been the biggest into incorporating like the straight organ into rock. It's very rare that it works for me. My biggest problem though is this song is just a story with music in the background. That's how it is to me. Uh, I think I love using music as a means for storytelling when it comes to a song. But when the story starts to outweigh the song is where I draw issue with it. And I think there's a big problem here. The vocals, again, were more of just kind of trying to tell a story and putting like this word salad together. It really didn't work for me. It was way too long. It felt it felt longer than 15 minutes. 15 minutes is long, but this felt longer than that. And, you know, I have nothing against long songs. <laughs> as long as they work properly, this one just really didn't for me. Uh, it was very difficult to listen to multiple times. Um, then we kind of, the album really fizzled out from here in a bad way. Ode to the Rock and Roller. Worst lyrics on the record. <laughs> By far, this was the dumbest track they did. It had some cool, like fun rock parts to it. That was a, you know, kind of change from the beginning and the rest of the record. But the lyrics were just so bad. Um, I have it right here. (laughs) Every note, and I enjoy the message. The message behind it is fine. Let me just get that out of the way. But the way they go about it, kind of, you know, the song about everything in music has been done before and all this, not wrong. But when you have a line that says, and none of those and uh, none of those buttholes out there really want anything new. So I just keep on cooking this old familiar stew and it's kind of rank. (laughs) Terrible. It's so bad. I get it. They're not an English band. So maybe that feeds into it. I don't know. Terrible. It took me so far out of it. And they brought the buttholes line back a couple times. Very strange. Not for me. Uh, Three out of 10. And then same thing that by the time I got to the end here, uh, part three relief, uh, the album fatigue really hit hard on this album. And I was like, please just end, please end it. (laughs) This one really didn't do anything for me. I thought it was pretty boring. It was a four out of 10 on that track. So, I mean, yeah, for me, it's a, one of those albums that really suffers from a severe, severe um, album fatigue pretty quickly about halfway through i get what mike is saying on uh parts about originality but in a way i wish they kind of strayed further from the sounds that they did like a lot of the tracks i was like okay this is just blatant 70s inspiration and then there'd be all right well this is blatant thrash inspiration and at no point did i think it really worked incredibly well together um i 
personally prefer when bands play more to the song than going off on experimental and kind of like show offy tangents to be like, yeah, look what we could do. And I feel like this that happened on here more often than not on the tracks. Uh, I, I'm a, always a big advocate and a big fan for just playing to the song. That's a huge thing that I like. And it's a big problem I have with prog music in general. Same thing with um, power metal a lot of times. But like, let's use a band like Rush, for example. They're on the more progressive side. They show off those progressive aspects, but they know how to write a well-structured, uh, catchy, memorable track that sticks with you, even if it's a song that has multiple different parts and multiple different movements. Like you use like 2112 or like Hemispheres or something. 20 plus minutes tracks. Never when I'm listening to those am I bored thinking like, oh my God, please end. Because they know how to play to the track. They know how to keep it going, moving in a catchy, almost like a pop sensibility way. And I feel like this, other than that song, Hold On, was really lacking. So for me, I was originally going to go like 4.5 using my normal system of just, you know, averaging out the totals of the songs. But because of that album fatigue, because of how little it worked for me as an album, I got to bring it down to a 3.5. It might be one of the most harsh scores I've ever given on this channel. But this was very difficult for me to get through. Damn. I, uh, I gave you a little too much credit but i'm I'm not close to what you get i i, I guess 4.2 was what i, I guess we're almost you. there yeah and then uh jt nailed it right with a five man i i was actually gonna say 3.5 but i was like hmm, maybe kyle enjoyed some parts so uh, other parts I was, so. if they had more like that first song like, i feel like that first song is really an outlier here yeah where in that it had that pop sensibility that i was looking for and when i say pop i don't mean like your radio pop i mean like your more catchy aspects and i feel like that was the only track that had any other than maybe like can you see me now i thought that was the only one that really had that attempt i don't even know if it was a conscious attempt but that attempt at writing like a memorable vocal melody or vocal hook um and can you see me now it's just a sound that's not really my style and what did you give event sevenfold i enjoyed that one more than this uh, I think I gave that's... that like a 4.75 or 4.5, something like that. Oh, I thought you Because that one, that. at least, I felt like that one kept it interesting more. And that mm -hmm. one didn't suffer the same vocal problems that I had with this one. Right. If it did, it'd probably be about the same, to be honest. I thought you gave it lower for some reason. I, I just, I just I don't know whether like... Uh, no, whatever. this one's a little bit lower, just because this one, it, it was a little too long, a little too proggy when it didn't have to be mm. yeah. so now mike are come and surprise everyone to be the villain now <laughs> yeah that is not going to happen uh, <laughs> uh all right so um oh yeah and you're you said what was your final rating like 3.5 uh, okay i just want to make sure i got that right um okay let me just uh load up my uh for some reason i went to technical difficulties and I got some storm coming in behind me here, so if you, uh, you won't hear any thunder, but it's it's starting to uh, um, pick up yeah, over we, here. We just had that over here. Yeah, I'm like actually kind of surprised that uh, we don't usually get the the thunder, you know, the the uh, the deal. But here we are. All right, uh, JT, do you have the uh, track listing uh, loaded up there? Okay. 
All right. So I absolutely stumbled upon this album and it's right up my alley for all of the prog rock bands out there. Um, the, uh, the, the album definitely brings a, a level of experimentation. It brings uh, a lot of mashing together many different kind of musical kind of, um, you know, just um, emotions, uh, change ups. It keeps you guessing. It really borrows from, yeah, the progressive rock era. But it's it's absolutely, I think, um, one of the most original pieces of music that I've ever uh, found when it comes to like um, how it's able to kind of blend all, all these different kind of um, just uh, I don't know if I would say I wouldn't say genres, but I would say like um, um, just different uh like vibes i would say together and some terrible work but um i'm just gonna come straight down the uh the line here the intro is uh you know you have that melody that kind of is uh introduced here and the uh the open spoken word part um i would do uh, completely agree with kyle the lyrics on this are are pretty cringe um you know at times they're actually kind of cool other times they're like what in the heck are we talking about and other times they fit to uh something that you can relate to but they are most definitely telling a story that is pretty cringe um and i'm okay with that because i'm not a lyrics guy i am a music over lyrics kind of guy and uh you know which is funny because i'm a writer of, of like poetry and and lyrical things so it's kind of a but music is what really touches me, uh, especially when you can make me feel uh, like if you a medieval part feels really medieval, a, uh, a bluegrass part sounds bluegrass, but then you're able to blend it all together with some good progressive rock and um, some really cool structural changes. So, um, yeah, that's where I feel like this album was able to really excel. And anyway, so we come on to hold on 10 out of 10. Great energy. Bass is really chunky. I agree completely with Kyle. Bass is, uh, you know, it's just really drives this song. Um, it's, it's a nice progressive track with deviations, musical structure. Um, it's got that acoustic a guitar that kind of implement uh, very well with the company keyboards. Um, it, the guitars really capture a lot of different emotions with the um, vocals, like equally bringing that passion along, which is, I absolutely love this track. I listened to this track so many times and, I do agree with uh, Kyle. Yeah, it has a yes feeling on it. Um, yeah, and uh, just one of my all-time kind of favorite. Um, uh, I don't know if I, wow, I'm getting hit with some hail here. I don't know if you guys can hear that in the background. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not picking it up. All right. Well, let's hope that it uh, the power does go out. Uh, so if it does, uh, anyway, we'll just take your score as a one out of ten. Whoa, you're drunk, sir. You are drunk. <laughs> Um, then we come down to one of my favorite tracks. Absolutely, uh, you know, 10 out of 10, a comfort zone. Got a very Pink Floydian inspired opening. Uh, gives this uh, a very smooth feel to this uh, song. The guitar tone is so smooth sounding. It's almost like an homage to Queen. Uh, you know, like that kind of sound uh, serenading the listener. Um this is a slow starting song, but it builds in musical intensity as time goes by. And what I love some of the lyrics here, you get to hear the inner thoughts of a conflicted kind of mind about um, the understanding of like life and 
was kind of cool is uh you have uh just i love that lyric when he says death walks behind you it's just such a cool um line in that song and it just kind of takes you on this kind of uh you know, just this kind of journey throughout the song. You're starting off very kind of like um, Pink Floydian, like lulling you. And then, man, it just it just kicks in. Once it kicks in, uh, the vocals really bring the power. And just what an ending. Um, this song really just uses all of its um, different parts that it employs, like the bass, the, the beautiful guitars, the keyboards. All, music Musically, it's just uh, able to keep you... It's never... And this is something I think my ultimate message is going to be for this is it it uh, never reuses something to a monotonous, repetitive nature. It changes and comes back to something that's important, but it never beats it to death. It never it keeps you um, guessing. It keeps you uh, on your toes, but it comes back to the important melodies that it presents and then comes back to them at the right time and the right place. And I think that is ultimately what I loved about this album is at no point did I ever get bored of um, of of a musical part or a melody. It just used them all uh, in in the correct amount of time and the correct amount of uh, away. And that's it was a little long, but I I definitely feel like um, it it needed to have that length in order to kind of capture the feeling that it did so yeah 10 out of 10 for that and then come down to can you see me now actually uh kyle i disagree with you that this is my favorite track um it's 7.5 for me uh, vocals have like a dissonant quality to the music they almost seem to be kind of like you almost similar to what you said they're not playing to the song they're kind of doing their own thing alongside the song and the song is kind of playing with them but uh um That's really how i yeah, felt about the vocals on a lot of this yeah, and I, I can agree with you on that part for this song. I don't, um, and I do kind of understand what you're saying, but that's part of the thing I love about this album is that um, it's so like it has such an original presentation to music that it kind of does this on purpose, like the word salad stuff you were talking about by like kind of squeezing in uh, sentences that uh, are feel like rushed on purpose. It does a lot of things like, and I guess you could say the word pretentious but also it pushes the boundaries of like what normal music um has to do which everyone else does because that's how you've been taught to do music and i feel like it really does its own thing and it's a very original sounding album whether it uses the progressive rock sound the way it does it and the, and the way it blends it all together is just uh something i've never heard and i was just kind of like blown away but um yeah like can you see me now it's um it's kind of like one of those jazzy kind of piano uh um driven songs almost feels like a, lo a lounge song at times um it's got the jazzy vibe it creates a diverse uh and completely different sounding song on this album but i ever feel it arrives at its its musical kind of destination it kind of just uh kind of just kind of keeps going but it doesn't ever like uh draw it all back together and and make its point it's kind of just unable to land the plane so to speak so that to me kind of like felt incomplete but it's the most uh different song out of all out of all the songs on the album when it comes to like 
the, the sounds it's bringing, you know, like the, uh, the, the, um, the humming and the kind of rhythm. So, uh, yeah. So then we come down to eight, uh, King, which is an 8.5 out of 10, more of a straightforward rocker, more some aggressive guitars alongside some harmonized guitars and a classic rock style, but it's got some introduce introduction of some group vocals, um, with some harsher sounding vocals. Um, yeah, this is like, just kind of a straightforward rocker for me. Um, it's got some progressiveness to it that I like. Doesn't necessarily blow me away with some of the um, the vocals here, um, but it's definitely uh, I enjoy the the rhythm of this song and the and the groove of the song. Um, so yeah, like uh, definitely still uh, uh, the album's still flowing well. And then we get to uh, another ten out of ten, which kind of drives this continued musical theme. Uh, the one inside part two, companion through life. Um, it's definitely uh, got some progressive elements here, uh, bringing back the acoustical feel at times, the classical guitar theme at times um, from a bluegrass kind of switch to guitar, then a medieval feeling part where he whispers. It almost feels like um, a musical theater here being taken on this kind of journey. And that's something I really love about this band altogether. It feels like musical theater. And I've always been a theatrical musical kind of guy um, where I love the change ups and uh, and uh, I do love rock operas when they're done right, <laughs> a.k.a. not events. Um, but um, uh, it's definitely a strange track lyrically, but really original musically. And it's, it's just kind of like when I found this album, I was shocked. I was shocked at how original it sounded and i've never stumbled upon something like this that was from a band who i'd never heard of usually if i found something like this it was from a band who came you know from the 70s and you know like you know was known for their progressive stuff like you know the beatles were always known for weird stuff where they played kazoos and had like strange kind of musical change-ups and you know but like never had i found a band i'd never heard of that had this kind of musical impact on my life and uh yeah i mean uh it very very rarely you'll hear you you'll hear me give a song an album several tens in a row and uh you know or at least not a row but um so close together and um we're on it so uh then we come down to daughter slash whore um 8.5 out of 10 uh strangeness lyrically continues um definitely it's not my favorite album for lyrical content that's for sure um it's got this heaviness kind of almost reminds me of king with a straightforward kind of rocking kind of like um, riffs, the musical breaks of the guitar riffs, almost like breakdowns in a lot of way. Um, guitar forward um, kind of goes off into some progressive uh, um, stuff that I know Kyle hates, but I absolutely love, baby. Like, I love some progressive little musical runs, and, uh, you know, I love how they just kind of go off and they take you on a journey. It's almost like being on a speeding car with no one in the driver's seat, uh, but somehow the car never goes off the road, and it uh, somehow arrives at a destination that surprises you. Uh, in a lot of ways, that's my analogy for um, progressive rock is like you never go off the road and crash and like feel like you're uh, you're you're like injured by the time it or like uh, like kind of like repulsed or like disappointed. But you're like you, you don't know where you're going, but you know, it's uh, going to leave you surprised and kind of like uh you know unexpected of what's to come so yeah i definitely got that feeling uh with those kinds of like little runs that they do um song employs some pretty rhythmic riffs and song structure so still flying eye and then we get to one of my favorite 
songs on the All album. It. Kyle, you nailed it 110%. We are this, so opposite, Mike. It's not even this, funny. This track is so freaking good. I can't handle it. I actually remember this is a song I never listened to on the album because of its length. And uh, I think it's because like I got through a lot of the album and I got to this song and I was afraid that the song was going to just be disappointing or like never arrive to a musical point. And uh, it, and I couldn't right. be more, and I couldn't be more wrong. This track has one of the best kind of like uh, just a uh, cool kind of like uh, musical intro with this kind of, I love this acoustic kind of guitar and, and the in- and implementation of the keyboards over top of it. And, uh, and it just kind of like layers on some sounds and tells you about this story and it just starts to build and build. And this is where I really love this song because it just builds and builds and builds. And uh, this, the whole last like, uh seven or eight minutes holy crap it is a rocking just uh absolute freaking just masterpiece of just uh just bringing you through this kind of like these rocking um kind of keyboards and rock uh guitar parts and man it it changes musical directions in many instances it really follows the building of the song speeding up the rocking parts and then it kind of like calms it all down for that kind of ending strange story that the song is telling but like but but still musically one of the best 15 minute songs i've ever heard and like i actually have listened to this song many many times uh and like still to this time find that i hear a lot of stuff that i just am shocked um at how good it is um and then kind of this is like the, the album does kind of take a little dip here oh to the rock and roller and the one inside part three uh relief um you know they're just pretty decent songs here. i gave them eights uh you know they were just kind of like uh they weren't bad and they were actually uh good songs with some great talent uh and just uh you know just kind of just progressive rock driven tracks but uh um, overall nothing can compare to those kinds of um highlights of the track and then we just kind of yeah we just kind of kind of um i wish they had end on something a little more like um almost like that song if we must be apart would have been a banger of an ending because of that uh, just the way the uh the song just just creates just kind of just um just a musical heaven you know so um yeah i agree they should have left off those last two tracks (laughs) yeah i definitely i definitely felt like uh, those songs songs, about buttholes here yeah yeah i got some buttholes here that are hating on my album right now i'm kidding you guys can have your opinion um yeah so ultimately for me this was a nine out of ten absolute freaking banger um uh you know like i said it had some songs like you know uh that weren't the greatest uh uh like like towards the end and also like i said uh one of the least favorite tracks on the album was uh um can you see me now but like it's still leagues above the other progressive bands who aren't from the 70s like who are unable to capture that ability to like you know make that music like that can really um give the music from the past that run for its money so um yeah nine out of ten absolute just uh enjoyable album and uh i always in- introduce it to people who are a little more on the progressive side who want to 
challenge themselves to something that, you know, kind of uh, um, takes you on a journey, you know? So, yeah. Can, can I read some more lyrics that I feel like? <laughs> no, I, I we're actually running out of time. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so right from Ode to the Rock and Roller again, I feel like this just further shows my point of, I actually, again, like the meaning of this song. But uh, it was, I think we just need to talk about that. Uh, the second verse here or the second part of the first verse i guess uh hey mama look at this uh, i'm shooting cascades of boogaloo jizz like, uh, explain yourself please <laughs> and like i said before this is definitely one of those uh lyrical albums that i definitely was like what in the heck is this guy talking about but you know what man let that music play on because it far exceeds anything lyrically. I know you're a lyrical guy, which is why I knew you you'd be uh you know uh you'd be strange to what's being said. But I I personally think the music is so original and so uh well blended and uh um structured. Like it's so struck it's so it catches you off guard and it really challenges you musically that it could say Blah 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 the whole album and I, I would think be I'd like, rather that song said that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. more interesting to 100%. me. I hey, I would be okay with it. So that's it, right? You guys are all set. All right, we're all good. Wow, that was quite the Mike trip. That was the villain. Mike is no the villain. way, I am not the villain. You are the villain, sir. <laughs> Embrace your villainness. Oh, embrace your villainous. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but yeah, so that's gonna do it for us on this Monday night, June 26th. Last one of June, by the way. Crazy hard to believe. <laughs> Next week is July 3rd. It's gonna be a hell of a time if I will say so myself. Um, anyways, I digress. Um, we want to thank you all for watching, listening, however, you enjoyed us tonight. Um, I want to thank Kyle and Mike, of course, for as always. Mike coming up with such unusual choices for albums mm. to discuss, as always, and Kyle hating on it, hating on it as always. <laughs> Don't worry, I appreciate that. That's funny. Um, uh, but yeah, no, uh, very unusual pick, very interesting pick overall. Um, but yeah, you heard our thoughts, and what are your thoughts out there? Just jump down to the comment section, we'll share your thoughts on this album, this video, whatever you have to say out there. And uh, don't forget to smash the, smash the like button, hit the subscribe button as well. Don't forget to hit the bell for notifications. And um, Kyle, Q&A podcast. You guys are mm. done, right? We are done for the season. We'll be back in a month or two. Awesome. And I, I can't emphasize enough. They do such a great job. They've done such a great job over there. If you haven't listened to them at all, check out the Q&A podcast on wherever you get your podcast. That's it, right? Yep. Spotify. Apple podcast, whatever it is, but we will be coming to YouTube with a video podcast for next season. Oh, you're going to be double whammy between here and there. That's going to be crazy, man. So, mm-hmm. Oh, this, this guy's going to be a busy guy. He's got a lot of stuff coming up. So yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks so much for watching and listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this. And uh, so stay safe, take care and be awesome.